And good Wednesday evening to you. James Briarton live from Charlotte. Welcome to our special edition of the Carolina Weather Group for this May the 30th, 2018. It is Wednesday night. It is our normal show time, but we have lots of news to catch you up with. Joining me tonight for more continuing live coverage of the historic flooding event in western North Carolina, we have Scotty Powell, who is in McDowell County, and we also have Jared Smith joining us again from Charleston, South Carolina. Guys, there's a lot going on. We were on last night as uh, these historic flood event was playing out there's so much to catch folks up on probably more than we can talk about and just the allotted time we have here but uh, I'm going to start with you Scotty and just bring people up to speed uh, not only if you're just uh, joining us find out a little bit of what transpired over the last 24 or 36 hours but I understand we're also watching very carefully the radar right now because there are yet more rain coming to your neck of the woods yeah, James, thank you. Um, uh, here, actually, in my office, I'm working in the EOC uh, with the uh, flooding situation that's going on here in the Western Carolinas. Right now, looking at radar, uh, we have a, a band of heavy rain up in the Boone and uh, Watauga, Avery County area. That extends into northern Burke and McDowell County. Uh, that was some pretty heavy rain. And then uh, another batch of rain developing over Asheville and Brevard down into the upstate of South Carolina. Thankfully, uh, as the sun starts to set, uh, that rain is starting to weaken just a little bit. Uh, it's still uh, pretty heavy from Greenville, South Carolina, south through Anderson. But uh, looking in the upstate towards the Asheville area, uh, it is starting to weaken just a little bit. So. Uh, that is a, that's some good news because uh, our area cannot take any more rain. Uh, there's a, um, a post I'll, I'll, I'll uh, share with you guys here in just a little bit from the National Weather Service in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, they've measured the rain from May 15th to May 30th today. And wait till you see some of these numbers, just astronomically high numbers for a two-week span. So uh, heavy rainfall last night created... Um, Numerous flash floods uh, throughout the uh, western part of the state. I know at one time Caldwell, Burke, uh, Rutherford, McDowell, uh, Avery, Mitchell, Yancey, Buncombe, Henderson counties, uh, Transylvania counties, all were under flash flood warnings. A flash flood emergency was issued for McDowell County. Uh, that was just due to the, the, the flooding that was taking place. And then uh, we got worried that there could be uh, some structural integrity issues with the uh, Lake Tahoma Dam, and then that uh, created another flash flood emergency and then a civil, um, civil emergency message that was issued due to the evacuation. So thankfully this morning, um, state officials were able to go and investigate and inspect the dam, and there was no issue, so everyone was allowed to uh, return to their homes. But uh, it was a scary night for a lot of folks, a lot of people upset because uh, not knowing what's going to happen next. You know, is this dam going to give way? Am I going to lose my home? Uh, so a lot of upset, nervous people um, in the area overnight. But thankfully, those um, those nerves have calmed. Folks are back in their home. But um, portions of McDowell County still um, dealing with a lot of flooding and uh, structure damage to some folks' homes who got flood damage. Uh, also, numerous roads are still closed. Some are even washed out from the landslides, as you can see the picture beside me. Uh, that is Catawba River Road. That is in the Old Fort area. Uh, this is the area where the uh, DOT truck was um, cleaning up debris from one landslide and another landslide happened, and it actually pushed the truck 
into uh, into the water where uh, the uh, the two workers had to be rescued. So, uh, very dangerous night last night, and hopefully tonight, uh, this rain that is getting ready to move into the area will not create any more issues. So I know I just talked a lot, uh, but Jared, I know you guys also dealt with some flash flooding uh, on Monday. Yeah, it, Sunday and Monday actually. It was um, actually a lot of it Sunday night. Um, I was down on the market uh, in downtown Charleston, and we had um, several rounds of rain uh, from a what's called a predecessor rain event. And so this is when you have an advancing tropical system, typically from the south, um, and it interacts, you know, with a, maybe a frontal feature, maybe a trough or something like that. In this case, it was a subtle trough. Um, you, you'll get <clears throat> that enhanced moisture will often generate. Um, with that interaction will often generate very periods of very heavy rain. Um, and, and, and in our case, a lot of times flooding issues. And so, uh, the 2015, uh, flood was a predecessor rain event. We had a predecessor rain event with hurricane Irma. Um, and, uh, now we had one with Alberto and, um, this came through Sunday night into early Monday, um, dropped, uh, several inches of rain on the area. Uh, we are 0.22 inches away from the wettest man record at the Charleston International Airport. Now, interestingly, the rain from that came about, uh, the, the rain that really pushed us there came about a week and a half ago. Um, but yeah, we had uh, significant flooding uh, uh, at the market there. Fortunately, the new drainage work is doing its thing, which is good. Uh, but it hit right at high tide, and that's the thing that we always get worried about. Um, <clears throat> you get one of these rain events right at high tide, and you can really have some major issues. Fortunately, it came in bands, it came in waves, it was fairly progressive. We did not have any major, major issues, certainly not what you're seeing uh, in the mountains of North Carolina, uh, to put it mildly. Last, uh, yesterday was beautiful. Um, we we kind of were in kind of no man's land, unfortunately, uh, for rain. Uh, Scotty was in no man's land, let me tell you. He was uh, maybe in fish land, but, not no, but certainly no man's land for Scotty as they, uh, as they had a little uh, you know, Vortmax riding up. Uh, the site of Alberta circulation. We were uh, we were kind of in a in a, in a subsidence uh, area, which was great. Uh, so it was it was beautiful. Like I was, you know, we were try- thinking scattered storms. That didn't happen. So it was gorgeous. Uh, but the rain came back today. Um, uh, rained a good bit. We had a few. We had a flood advisory out in North Charleston. Um, and again, we're getting really close to that wettest May on record. So um, fairly busy down here, uh, but certainly not to the extent that we're seeing in Western North Carolina, Scotty. It's funny you say that, Jared. You're talking about like a fish land. Um, uh, I think it was WFMY. There's so many news stations up here. Uh, not only local stations, but uh, network stations as well. Uh, Weather Channel, Fox News, CNN, ABC, CBS, all those. Uh, the uh, WFMY, our friends up in Greensboro, uh, their photojournalist was able to capture some fish who were swimming in this field that was flooded. And so, oh wow. It's just, it, it's it's crazy. It's uh, I'll tweet that out. I'll, I'll uh, I seen it just a little bit ago, but uh, it's been it's been a crazy uh, past couple of uh, 24, 36 hours up here. James, I mean, you were there in the uh, Piedmont, you guys dealing with the rain, but also the tornado threat last night. We did that tornado threat uh, seemingly coming out of the blue, and that's a good opportunity, I think, to kind of just reset for everyone exactly what it is we were talking about here and how we got to where we are, because I think at this point we've seen a lot of the pictures and a lot of the videos that have been coming out of western North Carolina, but but what was this system and where did it come from? Here's a look right now. This is a radar uh, taken in the last few minutes, a composite here, and our, our, our big eye, uh, our big top story is the remnants of subtropical storm Alberto, who is way 
way up here, uh, just outside of Chicago, uh, and came ashore, as you may know. Um, let me see if I can clear this out so we can get a better view of it. There we go. Uh, came ashore and marched its way across Alabama and Tennessee, and as it did that, it sent all of this extra moisture uh, moisture into western North Carolina. So while we weren't in the direct path of the storm system itself, that's what led to a lot of this persistent tropical moisture we saw over the course of the last 24, 48 hours or so. And of course, if you live anywhere in uh, the western half of either either North Carolina or South Carolina, you know that we've been dealing with just on and off rain for several days. So the environment was like a sponge as this persistent tropical moisture came in and it just frankly had nowhere uh, to go. Scotty mentioned about this time yesterday, we had a brief tornado warning here in the Charlotte area, west side of Mecklenburg County, borderline Gaston County, uh, right there near the river. Uh, It wasn't completely uncalled for, but it was unlikely that it was going to happen. And we did get that one tornado warning. We did have reports, not only from folks calling 911, but also at least one law enforcement agent who was on the ground in Cramerton who saw a funnel cloud. Uh, No reports of injuries, no reports of of deaths, uh, but we did have have that tornado warning as there was a brief area of circulation associated with one of these areas, one of these thunderstorms that made its way on through. We did have live coverage for those of you who were able to join us here on the Carolina Weather Group. Um, but uh, very quickly did we transition from covering that tornado warning, Scotty, uh, to covering the mountains all night long because you mentioned some of the big things that were happening. There were almost too many mudslides and too many flooding events to, to list here, and we are working on a list, but I think the two big stories, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I know you were covering this all night long would be the five to six thousand residents i believe there in mcdowell county who were evacuated near the dam and that i-40 closure because of the mudslide yeah so uh let's go i'll I'll tell you what happened uh kind of give you a brief explanation of what happened i can't say too much because um our public information officer uh, gives a lot of information out but um you know we were monitoring the uh, situation here and um we knew that um, things were getting ready to pick up. I think the first flash flood warning was issued around 3.30, and that expired around 6 o'clock. Uh, and then after 6 o'clock, we really started seeing an uptick in the rain. And about 8 o'clock is when we first started hearing you know, reports of uh, evacuations going on, a lot of flooding taking place. Um, a little bit after that, we, we got a call into EOC of a, a motor vehicle crash up on um, Interstate 40, that turned out to be that rock slide or mudslide up there. Uh, there was some cars that um, that were caught in that. People were, uh, fortunately, they they weren't hurt. You know, they they were able to to get out of that without any injuries, which is an amazing thing. Uh, and then after that, uh, there was a couple more mudslides in in the Old Fort community. And one of those mudslides was the uh, the cause of the DOT truck being pushed into the uh, the flooded river, where we had to do swift water rescues there. Uh, fortunately, uh, Burke County was able to provide services as well as the Charlotte-Mecklenburg area. Asheville couldn't get here because Interstate 40 was closed. So, uh, you know, McDowell County being a small county, there's only so many that can do those swift water rescues. So uh, we were getting help from a lot of surrounding counties. And so uh, the, the DOT truck was in the water, and then we started getting reports of uh, downtown Old Fort being flooded. And uh, videos started coming in, and, and there's a uh, river that moves right through the downtown area, and it was flooded, so uh, water was coming over the bridge there and underwater. I'd say a good six to ten inches of, of, of water filling the uh, downtown area. Um, and then we got a report of flooding along the Catawba River, which runs throughout the county. 
Uh, then we got the report that the Tahoma, Lake Tahoma was um, above flood stage. We set these criteria, and uh, it was way above that. And then uh, we were told that uh, the inspector up there, um, there was a landslide and uh, afraid that the integrity was compromised of the dam. And so uh, that alerted us to do the evacuations, which the civil emergency happened, uh, the flash flood uh, emergency. And uh, so we evacuated all those folks. James, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how many folks were evacuated. At, yeah, I'll just uh, preface by saying where I got that number from for full transparency. I know after you guys issued the evacuation, the National Weather Service piggybacked with a kind of a localized flash flood warning. And the polygon yes. that they drew just had a population density of about 5,000 and change. So that's where gotcha. that came from. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember. The, it was so crazy. I don't remember how many was evacuated. But uh, we did those evacuations, and then uh, we started getting concerned about local campgrounds on the Catawba River, and uh, we were evacuating there. So it was just a, a crazy night. Uh, honestly, guys, this is probably uh, this probably ranks up in the top two or three of uh, severe weather events that I've covered. Uh, that's really shook me. Um, the tornado outbreak last year was one. Hurricane Matthew, and then this, um, because I'm thinking, you know, if this dam does break, you know, there's going to be numerous people without homes. Uh, we don't know if they're all out of there. So, um, you know, I, I came back here in my office and I, I called my family and, and to let them know what was going on. And uh, I was on the verge of breaking down because I, I felt so helpless, to, you know, here, here this thing's about to happen and I don't know how to help people you know, uh, because of the situation that's going on. And so um, that was stressful and um, uh, it was hard to deal with because I've never had to deal with that. I know, Jared, you guys, uh, Charleston, you had the, the record rainfall and you probably kind of have an idea of what I'm talking about. You just kind of feel helpless after a while because uh, there's nothing you can do. And so uh, eventually things kind of calmed down a little bit. So I left here about 4.30 Um got into bed about 5.30, woke up at 9.30, and then uh, came back up here uh, this afternoon. And thankfully, uh, it's, the, the call volume's really slowed down. I'm looking at the radar right now. Uh, this rain that's about to move in, that's the worrisome thing, but it does look like it's starting to weekend. So hopefully we won't have any more issues here in, in the western um, part of the, the state. But uh, I know the um, – chair. I mean, uh, James, I, I know you broadcasted the uh, – um, the press conference from the governor, I think Western North Carolina portions of it's under a state of emergency. So uh, that'll help with some with some funds for these folks. But uh, just a very dangerous day and one that I'll never forget. Like I said, I, I ranked this right up there with the Hurricane Matthew covering it down in Lumberton and then the tornado outbreak last October and then this. It's, uh, it's been a crazy, uh, crazy past 24, 36 hours. Yeah, and certainly, Scotty, uh, help is on the way. Numerous agencies sending support, including the Charlotte Fire Department. We have some photos we've been showing you from them uh, coming your way uh, to assist uh, with the cleanup and the, any more swift water rescues. Because as we've been seeing, we still have more rain that's moving in. Not as much, certainly, as we were looking at yesterday, but enough to catch our eye. And uh, certainly, we have all this water now that needs to follow its way through the system. It's not going to just disappear overnight. And so uh, there's still a concern for flash 
flooding, flooding along uh, waterways, low-lying areas. So certainly be safe if you're if you're heading out there. Maybe we can ask um, Jared Smith um, to walk us through a little bit of what we're seeing on some of those rain gauges because uh, not only can we see the dramatic flooding in pictures, but we do have flood uh, gauges along uh, these waterways that are allowing us to record and monitor remotely uh, some of those flood stages at some very key bottlenecks here because, of course, with the terrain, the water is going to start up high and, and work its way down, Scotty. Um, Scotty, have you heard any sort of indication on, on how long it's going to take this water to uh, work its way out? That's, that's a good question, James. I know right now Lake James, um, it, it's kind of the, the start of the Catawba River Basin that flows all the way through Charlotte and then um, out to the Atlantic where, where Jared's at. Uh, it is currently at um, 103.8, and uh, Full Pond is 100. Uh, it got as high as 105 last night. So uh, that is going to be uh, a major issue as it starts to funnel down. Let me pull up the lake levels right quick and uh, kind of give you an idea. I know that um, um, the lakes that are below Lake James are starting to fill up fairly quickly. Um, slow for a second. All right, so Lake James, 103.7. Uh, lake Road Hiss is the next lake, and that is at 103.1 with uh, maximum capacity 100. Uh, lake Hickory is about at 100. Lookout Shoals, which is in Alexander County, Catawba County, that's at 102.9. Uh, that is a, another area that will flood uh, there in the river bend area. So that'll be a concern. Uh, that goes into Lake Norman, which is at 99.3. So that will likely rise to above 100. And then as you get into the Mountain Island Lake, Lake Wiley, uh, those are anywhere between 97 and 98. So uh, thankfully, they have some room to uh, to take some of this water. But, um, you know, especially here in the mountains, uh, I know the Lake James area, uh, there's uh, several campgrounds around there, and they're all flooded out right now. Haven't got any reports from Lake Roadhiss, and I would imagine that that area is flooded. And then another area that you'll probably hear about in the coming few days, Lake Lookout Shoals and Lake Norman as it starts to flow into the Charlotte metro area. If you live along those lakes, maybe in Catawba, Lincoln, Iredell, Gaston counties, uh, Mecklenburg County, you're probably going to see some floods, uh, flooded flood waters uh, from Lake Norman as all this water uh, kind of filters out down into South Carolina. Jared, it looks like you've been able to pull up some information about uh, what those flood gauges are showing right now. Yep, absolutely. So we've, this is the uh, Advanced Hydrologic Prediction Service. I think I got that right. Yes. All right. I always like it when I get that right on the first try. So this is uh, looking at the gauges in uh, uh, WFOGSP's responsibility, air responsibility. So uh, let's, uh, yeah, we got that up. So I'm just going to hover over these and we're going to take a look in the corner here. Um, so first of all, we have uh, the French Broad River um, at Blantyre, North Carolina major flood stage right now it's at uh 193.5 feet looks like uh, it's close to cresting thank goodness but it's going to be in flood for several days um that's in moderate flood i apologize that is moderate flood not major flood um it's going to cause issues regardless and now i've broken the page all right so <clears throat> here's the french broad at fletcher um looks like we're getting close to a crest there but it's at 15.51 feet um expected to fall to 14.6 feet, although they may revise that based on that upward, that little bit of upward trend there. I wouldn't be shocked to see this get revised. Um, 
going over to Lake James, and this is at the Bridgewater Dam, this is Catawba Bridgewater Dam. It's at 103.88 feet. Um, you know, it looks like it's going to be in minor flood for a little while. Uh, it's going to take some time. You know, as Scotty said, it's going to take some time for this to empty out downstream. Now, looking downstream, here's the Broad River in North Carolina, South Carolina. This is near Boiling Springs, North Carolina, and they are in minor flood. Um, we're very close to minor flood. In fact, minor flooding is forecast here at 12.2 feet. So again, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, some of these downstream gauges over the next few days. Um, let's look, take one more look at the Little River at Merrill Road in North Carolina. Again, this is in GSP's area of responsibility. Uh, fluctuating around, you know, 10 and a half, 11 feet uh, in my, well into minor flood stage here, which is, which is nine feet. So again, um, definitely going to be this is all got to go somewhere and it's going to be very interesting over the next few days to watch uh, these upstate gauges uh, as things flow to the Atlantic so um, yeah so I mean again if you're if you live along rivers if you live along um, those areas I definitely uh, strongly recommend listening for uh, severe weather uh, warnings you know flood warnings from the National Weather Service let's see if I can't get um, let's get some river forecasts out real quick and uh, we will go. We'll go a couple days ahead in time here. So this is day three, and you can see that you're going to start seeing some of these. Uh, you have a forecast of uh, 23.3 feet at Whitmire. This is now. This is well south of there at this point. This is in the upstate of South Carolina. So they're they're forecasting the the Entry River at Whitmire to get to uh, 23.3 feet. That's action stage, not flood stage, but still uh, too close for comfort. Um, we have similar river flooding issues downstream as well. You know, we've had a lot, several days of heavy rain in Columbia. The Congaree, um, this is all over the place, but it's forecast to go back up to 116.2 feet. So, again, we've been dealing with, uh, we're, we're dealing with a good bit of river flooding all over the place. And, you know, as far as, and, and while I'm here, let's uh, talk, uh, let, let's talk uh, Charleston. Um, and then we'll go back to, uh, Scotty, to get the major thing here, let me get the GSP WFO off of that. GSP, and that's, and that's a great point, Jared, because it's not just Western North Carolina. I mean, Western North Carolina is kind of the bullseye here, where a lot of the impacts are really being seen, the most extensive impacts. But it's been raining across the Carolinas. Yes, it has, and um, it absolutely has. And we've had several rivers go into flood here. Pulling up the Charleston WFO now. Uh, there we go. So the uh, Santee River near Jamestown is well well within flood stage. It's going to stay there for the foreseeable future. Um, it's at 12.58 feet. Uh, forecast to reach uh, 12.4 feet, maybe, maybe fluctuate around here for a few days. So again, um, flooding issues there. And then down the Savannah River, uh, closer to this is uh, closer to Georgia, but we have a general rise of the Savannah River going into minor flood stage by the end of the week. So um, again, you know, we're going to be dealing with this for a little while. And, um, you know, as, as things go downstream, it'll be interesting to see, you know, just, uh, just how far some of these issues, uh, reach. So, uh, so yeah, James, Scotty, um, back to you guys. Thank you, Jared. And we are continuing to watch, as the lower third says, more rain falling in western North Carolina. This particular camera actually coming to us from Clemson, South Carolina. But as the radar shows, we do have uh, a few areas, some showers, some a little bit heavier, nothing severe right now, what we are monitoring. And because any additional rainfall that is going to be falling um, across the upstate of South Carolina or western North Carolina is going to be something that is certainly going to catch our eye. Something else that may be catching our eye that appeared on our screen a short time ago, that red bar at the bottom of your screen. Uh, as we mentioned, 
there are just so many local storm reports from the last 24 to 36 hours, we couldn't necessarily read them all right here. So we're now scrolling them at the bottom of your screen. These are local storm reports, which are put out by the National Weather Service as they receive information into their office from folks on the ground, community emergency management, 911 centers, or even folks who are posting on social media as the National Weather Service is able to verify that information. They go ahead and they issue what's called a local storm report. So we compiled those. They are scrolling at the bottom of the screen. You can look for your community to find out. Again, these go back over the course of not only today, but also yesterday. Uh, so things certainly could have changed a little bit, but we wanted just to give you the scope of... Uh, uh, the amount of communities that were impacted with flooding uh, over the course, again, of the last day or so. Uh, we talked about several of the big stories. Uh, certainly, of course, the evacuation in McDowell County there uh, as the uh, the dam integrity was called into question for some time and not until sunrise were they able to get crews out there to take a look at it to make sure everything was okay. But one of the very first things uh, that broke last night was the closure of Interstate 40. And the North Carolina DOT responding very quickly to get out there within several hours having at least partial lanes reopened uh, and they actually were able to also bring a drone out there and they recorded some video we showed it to you briefly as uh, scotty was talking before but i want to go ahead and re-rack it and play it for you again so this is interstate uh 40 near old fort video recorded uh, I believe today uh, of of those landslides there. So if you're coming, you know, from Morganton, Statesville, Charlotte, and you hop on I-40 to head into Asheville, this is as you're making your way into town there. You still have a little bit of drive left, but you know that you start getting into the higher elevation. And when you do that, you, you've noticed those slopes that start to surround the roadway. Well, as things got very wet yesterday and very saturated, uh, the ground began to give way because it couldn't hold any more water and it started to lose its own stability and it did spill on to the roadway. Again, luckily no one was hurt. There were some vehicles that were in the area at times where folks were able to get themselves out and to safety. So that was uh, certainly some good news. We also had some photos uh, that we've been showing you of uh, different uh, flooding events throughout uh, the, the Piedmont and the foothills and the mountains. Uh, and I'm going to keep talking here, uh, Jared, until we get to a particular photo, uh, because this is just on shuffle, but it, Scotty talked about it. They had that DOT truck yesterday who went out to try to help and actually got caught in the floodwaters themselves. There's the picture right there. Yeah, there um, those two gentlemen, the employees, the workers, were able to get themselves out into safety thanks to the help of some rescuers. Uh, but certainly a very scary event, and that's a very heavy truck. So, you know, you hear us say it all the time. Turn around. Don't drown. If you see water on the roadway, you know, find another way or just seek shelter. Like this photo on, we're looking at the screen right now. There's no telling how deep that water is. And while there's there's no telling whether the road is there. Right, exactly. And there's a chance it's not. Now, there's no telling. I, I don't know the full story. And we can maybe ask Scotty when he gets back. Here's the truck again, exactly how they ended up in the water. And I'm not trying to say they did anything they weren't supposed to. But as the sun is now down, darkness is falling upon us again. There's a picture. No road there. If that was underwater, you wouldn't know it. Uh, you know, we're just reminding folks, stay in tonight. Just like yesterday, stay in. There's no need to be out on the roadways, shelter in place, not only because we have the ongoing flooding, but as the, we've been talking about, we do have some additional rainfall, not a ton, but we do have some additional rainfall moving into the area. So we could see some uh, new or, uh, you know, continued aggravated flooding across the region. Uh, and that's why, as Jared was mentioning, it's important to stay tuned to local media, emergency management officials and your NOAA weather radio. Yeah, and James, what I'm going to do real quick, uh, and then it looks like we get Scotty back, but I'm just going to uh, – let's take the radar full real quick. I've got a, 
Got my radar up. That looks weird. Yeah, hang on. Um, how, about, yeah. <laughs> how about that? There we go. That's a lot better. All right. Yeah, Spoiler alert. Jared sits in front of a green screen. Yes, I do. And so All right, when so. I remove green and go to his source and the radar's up, it tries to uh, remove the rain. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. You know, I, I, I think they wish we could just remove the rain at this point, right? We, I mean, we wish is, we could. We, we, we really wish we could, but unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's the case. And in fact, it looks like there's a little flare-up of convection here um, just south of Hendersonville, uh, moving uh, north and northeast. And, and, and again, towards Forest, Forest City, Shelby, uh, a few more cells starting to fire up here. Uh, <clears throat> so... You know, we, we hope it's it, – it, I think the one thing here is that it doesn't look like there's any training. It looks like they are at least progressive, but we still don't want any rain. So, And that was so, one yeah. of the issues we had yesterday is not only was it a long period of rain, but it was rain falling over the same area over and over and over again. So that's what Jared mm -hmm. means when he says training. Uh, and like you said, it's a little bit more popcorn, a little bit more scattered tonight, and that is certainly um, some good news. Uh, I believe uh, we have Scotty Powell back. Um, but the other thing, Scotty, that is on our radar, no pun intended, uh, is that uh, we could see a, uh, ch a chance of some storms tomorrow as well, too. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the forecast or the outlook from the Storm Prediction Center, but I can go ahead and bring up the EDD as we look ahead to uh, what maybe is left in store for us. Yeah, um, tomorrow we're, it looks like we're in, in that moist environment once again. So uh, another round of... Um, scattered showers and storms are possible uh, for Thursday. Friday, we really start to dry out a little bit. We may go 20, 30% chance, and we'll hold on to that 20 to 30% chance through the weekend. But tomorrow, uh, there's just enough still instability in the air that uh, these showers could get heavy, and we could see a few um, thunderstorms. Uh, not really any anything too severe, but one or two may produce a damage in wind gust or something like that. But um, Overall, it looks like next week we finally start to dry out just a little bit. Can't totally rule out the uh, the rain chances, but uh, at least we um, kind of lower those percentages. But uh, tomorrow, some will watch. You know, there could be a few stronger storms out there. Uh, I think the primary threat would be damage and winds with those. So uh, that's something we'll watch. I will say uh, we are starting to get more heavy rain now in uh, Mecklen or uh, northern McDowell County. I had to step away there. I was seeing some information roll in in our uh, command center down uh, over across the hallway there uh, of the Peppers Creek area. I'm really seeing some high water up in that area. So that's in the northern part of McDowell. So we'll watch that. And as uh, Jared, Jared talked about just a second ago, it seems like uh, this uh, southerly flow with this little uh, uh, we uh, area of uh, energy moving through is, is given – uh, spawning off some more scattered showers and storms, uh, especially in Polk and Relaford and Cleveland County. So that's something we'll have to watch. If we can get this line out of here, I believe everything will start to calm down a little bit. I do see uh, new storms developing in the uh, just north of Atlanta. So uh, we'll have to watch that. But I'm hoping my thoughts are once we get this initial line out of here, everything will start to calm down at least for the evening. But, uh, uh, getting some reports of some heavy, uh, heavy rain and, and high water up in the northern McDowell County area. So um, crews are on standby in case they need to be deployed. And here's that wider view of the radar. Like Scotty just mentioned, uh, we are watching rain not only right now making its way across west western North Carolina and upstate South Carolina, uh, but we do have some convection there in um, 
the northern ports of Georgia. We also have what probably is also catching your eye, a line of thunderstorms making its way across Tennessee and Alabama. We hope this will fall apart a little bit, especially now that the, the sun is gone. It's going to be losing a lot of that fuel. Uh, but what I had up on the screen a moment ago while Scotty was talking is the storm prediction outlook for tomorrow. So this is for tomorrow. Um, and just to give you an idea, uh, western North Carolina and parts of upstate South Carolina are in this darker green. That's called a marginal risk. That is one out of five on the severe outlook. Uh, that lighter green is just kind of maybe afternoon scattered thunderstorms like you might have on a warmer day. Uh, and then that yellow being that slight risk. So it's not likely, as Scotty mentioned, that we're going to see any severe weather tomorrow. But a marginal risk is not 0%. A matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, we had a marginal risk yesterday when we had just that one brief tornado warning. But we didn't have widespread tornado warnings or widespread severe thunderstorm warnings. So it'll just be something else for everyone to keep an eye on, not only with regards to uh, severe weather, but also uh, with regards to additional uh, flooding, uh, because again, we don't need any more uh, precipitation. Amen to that. I am done with the rain. I am ready for it to end. It wouldn't hurt my feelings if we just turned off hot and sunny for a few days. Careful what you wish for. It'll be here before you know it, right? Uh, as we're coming up to the 9 o'clock hour, one of the things I want to do uh, is uh, show folks uh, what they can expect over the course of the next few hours or so. We've been talking a lot about flash flood warnings, flash flood watches and advisories. There are a lot of uh, flood uh, different products out there, and I kind of want to uh, help everyone at home break them down. So we can go ahead and we can pop up on the screen uh, a little bit of what is in effect at this hour, and there's a number of colors on the screen here. We'll try to uh, work our way through it for you starting kind of with the darkest of the greens. This is the flash flood watch, uh, and it goes through most areas until about 8 a.m. tomorrow morning because they're just covering the bases here. Again, as we do have those additional showers and thunderstorms that may work their way through uh, sporadically, but a flash flood watch means that flash flooding conditions are possible over the coming hours. Um, that means that water could rise quickly, um, as we've been seeing. That means we are going to continue to have that risk of uh, mudslides and, and the like. This more... Uh, um, lighter, uh, tealer, uh, green here that I've highlighted. This is a flood warning. This is where flooding is occurring. Uh, we don't have flash flood warnings out right now, but a flood warning, uh, again, along those waterways because they're all swelling uh, because of the excess water. You can even see, I think, and it's a little hard for me to highlight, but we've got you know particular waterways that are being highlighted as well, too. So uh, we do still have a, a situation, not only for the folks in McDowell County and the surrounding communities that have really been the bullseye of this, but we do have that flash flood watch that is in effect from the Virginia line to the South Carolina Georgia line uh, for communities west of I-77 and north of 85 that continues through the overnight hours. So it'll be another night that you should go to bed with your NOAA weather radio near your bedside just in case uh, there are any advisories or warnings in the middle of the night that you need to be alerted to. Maybe I shouldn't say this out loud because everybody would like me for this, but it got so bad this morning. I just had to turn my weather video off. <laughs> it was going off too, so much. Too many like, warnings. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you want to say that out loud, Scotty. I was like, I gotta get some sleep. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a little self care. It's the only way that you can stay sane. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, what's nice about the weather radios uh, that we have today, uh, you know, you can specify your location. You can specify the types of warnings you want. Um, you know, I talked last night during our coverage that I think so many folks have their weather radios probably tuned to tornado warning only. So it's very important that if, if nothing else, you have those flash flood warnings turned on because those are the ones that are going to sneak up on you very suddenly and out of the blue where water is rising very quickly. Uh, so do make sure you have your flash flood warnings turned on if you want to turn off scotty your flood advisory you know i won't tell you yeah, i just turned the whole thing off i you was turned the like, whole thing off get... you should just stop talking yeah, now man i'm just like i gotta get some sleep <laughs> don't listen to scotty um it's the sleep deprivation my friend that's right are you sleeping in the office again tonight i know i'm going home hopefully about 10 10 30 tonight so um i will be home i, I do want to there's one thing before we close um, and I did this on Twitter, and I want to do it in this public forum as well. I really want to commend and um, express my appreciation for uh, the National Weather Service in Greenville, Spartanburg. Um, they were with us, um, not physically here, but with us um, step for step last night for everything that was going on here in the county. And uh, they basically just said, you know, Use us. Uh, we're at your, you know, disposal. Just let us know what you need. And uh, they were a great bunch of uh, folks to work with. Uh, Josh Palmer and uh, Rodney Henson, Lauren Vizen, uh, Trish Palmer, Anthony Story. Um, they were all uh, very um, helpful. Uh, we coordinated a flash flood emergency, and then another flash flood emergency, uh, and then eventually that civil uh, emergency. But uh, I'd never experienced a flash flood emergency. I've only heard about them. I've never been involved in one. Uh, Jared, you guys, I think, had one in Charleston maybe a few years back. But um, this was only the uh, the second um, flash flood emergency issued in the uh, GSP region. And uh, so they were just very helpful to work with last night. And um, they were listening, and um, they wanted feedback from us and, and what they needed to put in the products and uh, just um, – give them very uh, a pat on the back and uh, a handshake, whatever you want to do. Uh, GSP, uh, they, they really helped us last night. Uh, all of us are appreciative of that. Absolutely, Scotty. And, you know, we use so often the National Weather Service chat as one of the tools that we use and other media outlets and emergency management officials to talk with the National Weather Service. And they've just been so responsive uh, throughout this entire event, even in the middle of the night, uh, bringing in what I imagine is extra folks because there was lots of chatter continuously, even in those off hours there. Um, and so um, absolutely, Scotty, that's a that's a, a great mention. The, uh, the other thing that uh, I wanted to make sure we mentioned during the show uh, on a little bit of a sadder note is I just wanted to mention, of course, uh, the, the two lives that were lost covering the storm earlier in the week. Uh, WYFF news anchor Mike McCormick and photojournalist Aaron Schmeltz, who died on Monday in a tragic accident. They were out covering the storms in upstate South Carolina uh, when a tree unfortunately fell on their news vehicle. Uh, it just goes to show everyone, uh, remind everyone how, how serious these, these situations can be. Um, you know, our thoughts are with their friends, family, and colleagues there at uh, WYFF. Um, you know, so many folks from emergency officials, journalists, um, you know, crews, and NCDOT, you know, they are out in this trying to, as safely as they can, report and clean up and try to make sure that the public is safe. Um, and so... You know, it's it just it is a solemn reminder of the, just how serious any one of these situations can be. 
Um, with that, we're coming up at 9 o'clock. Uh, we're just responding to some of your Facebook comments. Thanks so much. I know we have so many new viewers who have found us on Facebook Live, YouTube, and Periscope over the course of the last 24 hours or so. We're with you every Wednesday night at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time for a show where we, we normally have a guest on to talk about something big in the weather, science, tech uh, kind of uh, industry. Uh, it may uh, have a focus on the Carolinas or maybe something a little bit more broader that, that ties back. Um, and so we do hope you uh, follow, like, and subscribe. You can also take our audio podcast with you on demand. It comes out shortly after the live show. You can find that on Google Play, iTunes, the Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio or wherever you listen to your podcast. So thank you so much to everyone who's been sticking with us, trusting us with information during the storm, and for uh, subscribing and liking our show and our podcast. We do appreciate uh, you as well, too. Uh, also a reminder that as the situation warrants, whether one of us is sitting in this chair or not, uh, we will have streaming for you radar uh, like you've probably seen, we have some sky cams that we can rely on. So we'll have that information from those officials at National Weather Service Greenville Spartanburg or whichever forecast office it may be, uh, either scrolling on your screen or you can always unmute if we have a NOAA weather radio feed available from that region. We'll be sure to bring that to you as well, too, because that's another great way to hear uh, what the officials are warning about at that particular time. Uh, with that coming up at 9 o'clock, I know this has been a special edition of our show uh, with uh, Scotty Powell and Jared Smith. I just want to give you each, I guess, an opportunity again for, for any closing thoughts as we uh, continue to uh, deal with and look forward to cleaning up from this historic flooding event in the foothills and the mountains of Western North Carolina. We'll start with you, Scotty. Yeah, thank you, James. Um, just, um, you know, one cool thing about North Carolina and the Southeast is uh, folks come together. So in the next few days and, and weeks to come, uh, some of these folks are going to need our help. Um, Maybe it's uh, helped cleaning up the yard or uh, provided materials for them as, as some of their stuff has, uh, has been damaged. Uh, so uh, just be mindful of that. And uh, just, you know, in the next day or so, um, we can't urge you enough to stay off of water-covered roadways. Uh, turn around, don't drown. I know um, you guys may get here tired of, of hearing that, but uh, it's simply true. Don't, don't drive through flooded road, roadways or boundaries. Uh, it is just not worth it, and uh, just to stay off flooded roadways. Uh, Jared Smith, any closing uh, closing thoughts on this Wednesday evening? Um, you know, I, I it's uh, it, okay. it is. Hey guys, I've got a. Go ahead, Scott. I've got to jump off. We've, we've got some stuff going on. So. Thank, thank you, right. everyone. And please thank your colleagues as well. I know you guys have been pulling some long hours. Scotty Powell, uh, who is at the uh, McDowell County Emergency Management Center, continuing to work there uh, for the uh, purpose of the, the public and the community. So uh, whatever it is they've got going on, we'll we'll look for, for that coming down the wire here in a little bit. Uh, Jared, back down to you. Yeah, and and really that that that's exactly what I wanted to say too because uh, you know I, I know that Scotty and, and and that crew that cannot be easy. Uh, it, can, it cannot be easy sitting there knowing that your friends and family are potentially being affected. Um, I remember uh, reading about you know um, like uh, Jason Simpson and James Spann on uh, April twenty seventh. It's a it, it's a very real thing. Um, storm fatigue is a very real thing, and 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 taking care of yourself during these things is very important. Um, you know, we've, we've seen uh, the Ellicott city flooding. I mean, that's another one. It's another great example of, uh, you know, just a, 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 an event that takes a toll. Um, and, and I think the thing that everybody should be reminded of is that, you know, 
uh, all of us are human and um, been put under some very stressful conditions and it and and it's uh, it, it's inspiring to see you know just people at their best when things are at their worst uh, so you know, you can't you can't say enough about the emergency managers, meteorologists working uh, working with them, like Scotty does, or anybody in the media who is uh, pulling long hours. The National Weather Service folks who are in that chair working eight, ten, twelve hour shifts and getting four hours of sleep and coming back to figure out what happened. You know, the, the you know a lot of hardworking people in front of the camera and behind the camera uh, to help keep people safe. So uh, my hats off to them and. Uh, Hopefully, uh, we get some. Hopefully, we get this this tropical stuff out of here, man. I'm I'm tired of it. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, it's unfortunate, but uh, hurricane season starting Friday. Tomorrow is that no, tomorrow? Friday? It is Friday. It's so, Friday. Yeah, there are 31 days in May. There are 31 days in May. Yeah, I've just kind of lost track of time. So there, there's that. But uh, yeah, hurricane season on Friday. Not Don't tell Alberto. Not even hurricane season um, yet. Um, and and for. Uh, yeah, I think we need to make sure that everybody in Michigan understands that hurricane season is actually starting for them now. Yeah, they've uh, got the remnants of subtropical storm Alberto up there, and I'm sure they're yeah. seeing some some tropical like rain and just the icky humidity as well too. I took the dog out last night at midnight, and I was like, "This is gross." Yeah, it's uh, it, it feels it, it feels pretty gross out there. I mean, it, the the tropical downpours have been exactly that, and. Uh, you know, it looks like that's going to continue for a couple more days. Uh, you know, as far as the Charleston area goes, as far as uh, further south, we should start to see some of these rain chances back off a little bit. There's hints of uh, some sort of frontal system maybe uh, for the weekend. We'll see how that turns out. But Yeah, we've been talking so much about western North Carolina, and we know other folks have been dealing with the rain as well, too. But because of the flooding, our, our eyes have gone uh, to oh, western yeah. North Carolina. But here's a shot right now of, of beautiful Charleston, uh, where things look somewhat pleasant at this hour. And, uh, of course, if, if news were to break in that neck of the woods, uh, you can, of course, find Jared Smith streaming, and, and we will be here at the Carolina Weather Group mm -hmm. as well, too. Uh, so uh, I think that's going to probably do it here for our special coverage. Do stay with us for updates on this situation as it becomes available. Uh, we are continuing to watch, again, some uh, new precipitation, some new rain working its way through western North Carolina. Here is a look at the radar. There's some more rain back behind this over portions of Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. We'll wait to see what that does, uh, but I, I wouldn't be su surprised, obviously, if we're going to see a little bit more rainfall accumulation. And if nothing else, all of this water now over the course of the next few days has to work its way out of the water basin. And so whether you live in these communities or you live in lower elevations, uh, primarily here to the south, uh, you know, keep an eye on waterways in your communities because I think everyone's going to see a little bit of the swelling now as all this rain tries to work its way out. And hopefully, hopefully after this, we can get a little bit of a break from the, this precipitation and let everything dry on out. Um, again, I'm James Briarton in Charlotte with uh, Scotty Powell and Jared Smith. We thank you so much for tuning in to our coverage. We're live here each Wednesday at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time with our podcast for you available on the go. But for now, we'll, we'll turn you to a look at radar, uh, and uh, we'll have continuing coverage as news warrants right here from the Carolina Weather Group. <laughs>